Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome back to the Building Better Humans Project podcast. I wanted to talk today about emotional control. And I guess I wanted to link that to the fact that learning these skill sets around personal development, around emotional control, etc., learning these positivity skill sets when things are good in life are a good thing because you're going to need to apply them when you're under duress. Like it's easy to think positively, it's easy to be that guy or that girl when everything's good. You know, it's easy to be a great leader when there's no real leadership required because everything's running well. It's easy to be a great businessman when, or businesswoman when, you know, clients are running through the door and everything's great, you're having an uptime. But how do you handle yourself when times are tough? Now, I'll often put up little videos, be it TikToks or Instagrams or whatever, around a positivity-type mindset thing, and every now and then someone will go, oh, that's easier said than done, and I'll absolutely grant you that. It is easier said than done, particularly if you're going through a tough time. That doesn't mean it's not worth trying to do. Now, for me personally, I feel I have a very strong emotional control. I feel like I've got the capacity maybe a lot higher than a lot of other people, and it's not because I was born with any specific skill set. It's not because I was born without emotion that things don't affect me. It's because I've worked on it. I've worked on it consistently. I've talked about it a lot. I've researched it. I've read books. I've given lectures to people. I've coached people, and through that process, I'm constantly growing and learning myself. So it's been a long, ongoing journey that still is ongoing. And I think that I'm better at this than most people. And I don't say that with any ego. I'm just telling you what I feel about myself. But I've had an experience recently which shows me that even with all the work that I've done, it's not as easy as that once times get tough. Now, I'm not going to go too in-depth around this next piece or this next example just to protect people that I haven't received permission from to talk about stuff, but... Someone in our family, someone very close, was recently diagnosed with breast cancer and it came out of the blue and it rocked me. I'm not going to lie. It's someone that I can't imagine not having in our life. Now, this was caught early. It was very aggressive or it is very aggressive. This is ongoing as we speak. And, you know, there's been, we're going through the chemotherapy. There's been a couple of operations. There's the whole the whole thing, and anyone that's been through this, I feel for you because I'm now experiencing this myself. When I first found out, it meant that there was a potential that I may not be able to go on a Mount Kilimanjaro climb that I was meant to be going on because I was a little bit worried about being away from this person because it's someone that's very, very close and integral piece of our family that it's going to affect other people that are close to me and so on. And I just wasn't sure I could be away in Africa and be comfortable and thinking about the job at hand. And I've got a very good team in Africa that don't really require me. And so I rang one of my best friends, Kate, who happens to be you know, going on that Mount Kilimanjaro climb. And I'd just found out the day before, I was all good, and I just rang and said, look, there's a good chance I may not be able to go. Well, this is how the conversation went in my head, to be really clear. The conversation in my head was, hey, I may not be able to go. This is what's happening. This is the person that's suffering from something. It's very raw. It's very real. It's very new to us. You know, this has all happened in the last two weeks at that stage. I couldn't get those words out. 
as soon as I started talking about it, I just lost my capacity to speak, and I just broke down and I and I cried. And this is not something that I do often. And I just I wanted to hang up the phone and then deal with that conversation when I was a little bit calmer, but I didn't because I felt that was disrespectful to my friend as well, who was like, you know, what's going on? And she was very supportive, uh, taught me through the process. You know, because I have a high standard for how I want to be, I still was angry at myself in a way. I was still annoyed that I'd let that emotion take over me, even though I know it's normal. And I felt like I wish I waited another 24 hours before I had that conversation. And And it surprised me because I think I have great emotional control. But I am a human, and that's what my friend Kate said to me. She said, it's nice to know you're actually human because, you know, we've worked together for 10, 15 years around mindset and personal development, and sometimes people have this idea that I don't have emotions and I don't, uh, that I'm not human, and I most certainly am, and I certainly found that out too. I received a message from a good friend of mine, another good friend of mine who'd been through something similar with his mum, and because it was new to me, and I'm going to read this out without giving away too much but he just said, mum's advice after surgery, chemo, radiation, etc., is just to always have someone present. Like the whole thing's bad. There's nothing else you can do to help them physically. But whenever someone goes for an appointment or a treatment, to make sure they have someone there just to be with them. He said, we just helped his partner's name here. I won't say her name. We just helped partner's name's dad through his second bout, actually, and just always met up with him for a coffee at an appointment, and she'd wait for him to finish a treatment. So they never feel like they're fighting it alone. Now, the person that's going through this in my family is stoic, is tough, is ex-military and would not show it. She's always been an incredibly tough woman. And so, you know, she's like, no, I'm all good. You you guys don't need to come to stuff. And after receiving that message from Corey, I decided last week that I would go to chemo. Uh, with her you know I wanted to sit through the whole process and our relationship has certainly evolved and changed when you're faced with something like this and I felt that that heaviness and that energy of being in a hospital with so many unwell people and there was a, you know, a room of like five ladies who were all going through this at varying levels and some looked very sick and some you wouldn't have told at all so they must be in the early stages of their treatments or maybe the, you know the past treatments but we went and we had some you know, some, some breakfast, lunch, we had coffee, we did all the tests and all the stuff you do in between having your chemo. So for those who don't know, you go and have blood tests, they check what your levels are like and make sure your white blood cell count's holding up okay because you're poisoning your body. And then you you go back and see your oncologist and then they talk you through, yep, your levels are good enough for you to go and have another bout. You then go up and have your bout of chemo where they're just pumping pure chemicals into you to try and kill this thing off and... The whole time, like I'm very stoic. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm stoic and I want to be strong for this person as well. That's really important. But the whole time I felt like at any minute, at any second, I was going to break down and cry. I could feel this, and I don't really know how to explain this, but I could feel this sitting in my chest. I could feel it rising up and sitting in my chest, you know, just below my sort of throat where that... It wasn't going to take much. But then I felt like my role was to be there to be strong. And as Corey had said, just to be there, just to be there with her so she doesn't feel like she's fighting this alone. And she's not. 
you know, there's a lot of people around her or there's, you know, we don't have a massive family, but there's enough people around her who genuinely care. But Corey made me realise that we can't let her go to these appointments on her own as she was trying to do. And so there's another chemo next week and I most certainly intend to be at that and trying to make sure that I keep my energy as good as can be. Our conversations are so much deeper and yet more relaxed, even though there's an emotional heaviness to them. So there's, when you're faced with end of life, potentially end of life sort of stuff, and I think she's going to be okay, they caught this thing early, but it was an aggressive cancer that only you know 10% of the population gets, so they're treating it aggressively, but I believe she's going to be okay. But you're still faced with your mortality when these things happen. And I've learnt that my emotional control isn't as good as I thought it was, but I'm glad I did the work on it that I did, rather than getting to this stage and absolutely falling apart. But it's heavy. You've got to make life decisions around what's going on for everyone. I've obviously still got businesses and have to make a living. And But I guess my message to you is more that doing the work around your personal development when things are good is a worthwhile strategy. Don't wait until things hit rock bottom. Don't wait until you've been dragged through something to then think, oh, crap, I better, I better do something about this. Do the work now when you don't think you need it because one day you're going to need it and it's probably going to be harder than you think it is because that's most certainly been my experience. Now, I don't share everything in my life. There's about 5% of my life I keep to myself. Not much. Most of my stuff is very public. And to be honest, what I've just shared with you is a part of that 5%, I think. But there's a great lesson in it because I'm learning a lesson as I speak. Constantly as I age and go through life, I'm faced with the fact that I'm not as tough as I think I am. But every time I get through something, I believe it makes me a little bit tougher for the next time or it gives me a lesson that I can pass on to you guys. So I hope that's beneficial and I'll chat to you guys again next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.